Hello and welcome to Insights, a podcast from Understanding Society, the study that captures life in the UK in the 21st century. Understanding Society is a longitudinal survey. Every year we ask each member of thousands of the same households across the UK about different aspects of their life. In these podcasts we explore how our data has been used in a key area. We look at what we found, what it tells us and what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Chris Coates, and in this episode we're looking at flexible working and what it might mean for how men and women share childcare and housework. To discuss it, I'm joined by Dr Cara Booker, a Senior Research Fellow at the University of Essex. So to begin with, Cara, can you just clarify for me what we're talking about here? We're not just talking about working from home, are we? No, we're actually talking about different types of flexible working arrangements that people have with their jobs. And in Understanding Society, we ask about eight specific types of flexible working arrangements, one of which happens to be working from home. These arrangements are varied because they need to be able to give workers control over where and when they work, so it can't just be working from home. In the paper that we are discussing today, we actually look at flexi time compressed working hours, and annualized hours, and we kind of combine all of those into one broad flexi-time category. And then we're also looking at individuals who are working from home. We also included how much control people have over their schedule. So their actual schedule of working, how much control do they have to alter it or change it a little bit? And so we also included that in our analysis to see how that was associated with different types of housework and childcare. So these these ways of working flexibly, the, the various permutations, they could be good for all of us because they give us more of a, a balance between work and our lives outside work. That's right. I mean, that's that's theoretically the idea of being able to work flexibly is to be able to do things to balance your life between work and home and to do some of the things that you might not have been able to if you're working straight nine to five. You might not be able to pick your children up when they get off school. Or you might not be able to take a day off when a child is sick and make up the hours um, differently or compress 40 hours of work or 36 hours of work into four days instead of into five days. So you have an extra day to do other things. These are the types of ideas that these arrangements are meant to be. However, who they're offered to, what kinds of jobs they're offered to, who takes them up can create additional differences, can create inequalities. So you do have sometimes where you'll have differences between men and women who, who takes up or who uses these types of arrangements. People in different occupations may have certain types of working arrangements available to them and not other types. Um, They might use them differently. Individuals in higher income occupations might use flexible working differently than those in lower income occupations. So it still can create some differences, even though these arrangements were developed to create more equality, in some cases, they might have increased them for certain groups. And I think one of the things that you you wanted to look at in particular was whether these ways of working might reinforce gender roles in the home in particular. That's right. Flexible working arrangements kind of have been shown to be more beneficial to those with high work demands. And the individuals traditionally with high work demands tend to be men. Or in the case of our paper, we're looking at mothers and fathers. So I'm going to be talking about fathers. 
And so we might hypothesize or you might think that if fathers use flexible working arrangements, they would be able to have more capacity to engage more with routine housework or childcare. However, what the literature actually is showing is that mothers engage more in these activities when they take advantage and use flexible working arrangements more than men do or more than fathers do. So there does seem to be reinforcement of gender roles when flexible working arrangements are used. And we just wanted to dive deeper into that and not only look at parents of children age 12 and under who might need more child care than, say, older adolescents. And we also wanted to look at differences in occupational classes. So individuals who might work in higher income occupations versus those who work in lower income occupations, are there differences in how they take up and use flexible working arrangements? And do those differ by gender. We also know from the literature that that women are expected to use their flexible working arrangements to meet family needs. So if you are a woman and a mother and you use working from home, then the quote unquote extra time that you have or extra capacity that you have is expected to go to your family where the same doesn't necessarily hold true for men. And so Flexible working arrangements in and of themselves, they don't change our assumptions about gender roles just because you have these available. And so who's expected to do the the work doesn't change just because a father has flexible working arrangements doesn't mean that the expectation of the mother taking care of the house or taking care of children changes within, within a couple or even within society. So what led you to this research? What prompted you to look at this particular question? So in general, I have a interest in social inequalities and what we can do to address these across different groups, including gender and social class. And flexible working arrangements were introduced to help address some of these inequalities, to help individuals be able to better balance their life and work and hopefully then have better outcomes, um, health outcomes or well-being outcomes. And as we've been discussing, this doesn't necessarily, it hasn't necessarily borne out. And so we just wanted to dive deeper into understanding why that is. Is there a specific thing with policy that we might be able to recommend or to describe the types of people who might take up certain types of flexible working arrangements. And so we just wanted to dive deeper into this question and understanding why there are still inequalities, given that we have a policy in place that is supposed to alleviate some of these inequalities. So what did you find out? So for mothers, we did find that um, mothers with access to or used flexi time actually had a lower share of their housework. Men were more likely to pick up the slack. And that's compared to um, mothers who did not have access to flexi time. We also saw that those who worked from home did fewer hours of housework and less routine housework. And those with a lot of control over their schedule did more routine housework and childcare. So it's a little bit of an opposite finding. And that might make sense because if you have more control, then you can you can identify those times where you need to go and say, pick up your children, or you need to go and do something for your house. And for fathers, we did see that those who were able to or worked from home were less likely to say that they 
shared responsibility for childcare. And those fathers with a lot of schedule control did more routine housework. So that's a kind of a similar finding for, for mothers and fathers. And then finally, we wanted to look at these interactions between occupational class and mothers and fathers. And what we found is that mothers in high-income occupations and work from home were more likely to share or have the fathers be more involved in the child care compared to women or mothers who were in lower income occupations. And mothers who used flexi time and had low income occupations had greater involvement of fathers in child care as well. So this is for mothers. So we're seeing that high income moms who work from home, their partners had more involvement in child care. And low-income moms who use flexi-time, their partners were more involved in childcare. And what were the findings for fathers? For fathers, we see that fathers who are in lower-income occupations and work from home had more schedule control or flexi-time available to them. They were more likely to do routine housework. And then we see that um, fathers in high-income occupations who use flexi-time were less likely to participate in routine housework. So there's a range of things happening there. Some people are doing more housework and some people aren't. To summarize what we learn about flexible working arrangements is that they differ for different people and people will take up flexible working differently depending on their circumstances and their occupations. And so therefore we can't expect flexible working arrangements to work the same across all people. And I think we need to remember when we're looking at policy that, you know, you can talk about flexible working arrangements as this big group, but within these groups, there are different types of arrangements. Not everybody will have all these types of arrangements accessible to them and how they use them is something that they negotiate not only with their job, but in the case of this paper, possibly with their partner, depending on, you know, how many children, who else they might be living with, all of these things come into play. And so when we're thinking about how policies impact people, we can't just necessarily think that they're going to impact everybody the same because we're individuals and we have individual circumstances. And so what can this mean for for government policy on flexible working then? For policy, we need to understand the arrangements under which maybe gender roles are exacerbated or people use flexible working hours might reinforce specific gender roles. We need to also strengthen the employee's right to work flexibly. So sometimes you will have these arrangements available to them, but you're not necessarily encouraged. Or if you ask about them, there might be some subtle backlash for taking these types of arrangements. And that needs to be addressed within either within company policy or within government policy. And also starting to look at measures or policies that might change the culture around gender and work and how people perceive different individuals in different classes of work in different occupations and how gender might play into that. And also we have paternity leave, but also, you know, reinforcing that men take paternity leave. And finally, looking at reducing working hours or changing how people work. But again, we need to make sure that whatever the unintended consequences are, that we're able to address those fairly quickly and and make it more equal for all individuals. So the message for government policy is that no policy is 
fixed. It needs to be looked at to make sure it's working and, and maybe adjusted. Things like flexible working arrangements. We can evaluate how these are going for individuals and, and do tweaks here and there to make sure that they are adjusting to the, the changes in work, but also to individuals and, and they keep to the spirit of why they were put into place in order to keep balance um, between work and home. Which sounds good to me. Thank you, Cara. You can find out more about how the data from Understanding Society is changing practice and informing policy by visiting the website understandingsociety.ac.uk. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe wherever you receive your podcasts.